This week on Media Delta, Raiders of the Lost Ark. A movie so good, some might say, that it'll melt your face right off. Hello and welcome to another episode of Media Delta. Um, after last week's episode, we kind of needed something uh, a little bit better than The Wizard. Uh, so I went and looked at things and I'm like, oh, what are some really good movies that, or well, really good movies that would be uh, something to look at. And uh, we haven't really done outside of maybe like, well, we've done a few, um, but like the really, really big name uh, things, because I try and look at things that are not like either more obscure or like somewhat like partially obscure. I don't usually do like the super famous stuff. At least I try not to focus on those. We've definitely done some of those. Um, but we definitely got a big name here. Uh, we're talking about Raiders of the Lost Ark today, uh, which is the first Indiana Jones movie. Uh, if you are somehow not familiar with Indiana Jones and you are someone interested in movies, uh, Indiana Jones is a, I don't know what the proper term is, but like it's not a parody, but it's a, it's a uh, tribute to like 1930s, 40s serials uh, that would show like, before like you know movies at the era and uh yeah basically stars a archaeologist indiana jones who goes and finds various treasures usually uh accosted by the nazis unless you're the fourth movie um but yeah uh that's pretty much that uh i obviously did not watch this alone as usual uh so please introduce yourself hi i'm max and i'm here for some good old nazi punching I am, of course, Deathmaster 780. Again, we see there's nothing you possess, which Norman Rafferty cannot take away. I'm... <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> Just the tiniest of noises. That's your calling. <laughs> I'm doping typeless, so I got fucking nothing. <laughs> no thoughts head empty. All right, well... Yeah, so Raiders of the Lost Ark is a very well-respected movie for good reason. Uh, it is um, directed by Steven Spielberg. Uh, actually, partially, well, at least partially written by George Lucas. Um, and yeah, uh, it's weird talking, like trying to describe Raiders of the Lost Ark because it's one of those that's like, I figure most people have seen this movie at this point, but this is, I, I know that there are people that haven't, like, me, for example, who did not watch this until like, I don't know, maybe three or four years ago. But uh, yeah. Um, it, I, I really do not have a whole lot to say about this because it's, it's Raiders of the Lost Ark. Um, I figure, why don't we just go ahead and do this? Uh, there's not really any questions this time. Uh, we're just going to go round robin and kind of discuss what we thought of the movie and anything we wanted to bring up. So, X, uh, what are your thoughts on this movie, and what is something you'd want to bring up? I mean, first of all, thank you for picking this movie, because <laughs> last week was fucking terrible. Yeah. <laughs> and God damn it, we needed something to, to pull ourselves out of that quagmire. And it's, it's a fucking breath of fresh air. But this is, this is one of the best films ever made. And, and I don't use that term lightly. I preserve that for things, movies like The Thing. And uh, but 
like as far as action movies go, I mean, this is this is one of the most important films, I think, and uh, a movie that absolutely needs to be watched. Uh, if you haven't seen it, you need to see it because it's it's just it's such a fantastic film. The uh, it's it's great because like watching it, you 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 watch it and there's like the sets all look like sets. You can tell that it's a set. It it's not it doesn't hide the fact that they're on sets, but they're just so well detailed and lovingly made that you kind of just let it go and you just go along with it. And it's just so much fun to watch. Uh, there's plenty of Nazi punching, which uh, obviously totally down for absolutely fantastic. Um, God, it's, it's, I, I could I easily rave about this movie for hours. It's just a, an enjoyable ride with, uh, with only one, one minor hiccup that I've always found, and it's because they cut this cut a scene from the movie, uh, and that is that Indiana Jones knows to not look at the arc at the end of the movie, but at no point during the movie, uh, at least the cut that we watched, uh, does he ever learn that. He just knows it. So that that kind of is probably my only my only criticism of the, of the film is is that particular uh, bit. But other than that. I mean, it's got great, great acting. The cast is fantastic. The story is pretty good, and um, the, spe- the special effects are cheesy, but they're still good. I just think I think they hold up still. And yeah, it's just a really fantastic film. All right, uh, Death Master. Yeah, it's all right. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> it's a it's a good movie. It's. Not one of my favorites, and it's not my favorite in the series, but I like it. Okay. That's it. All right. Uh, Rafferty. I love this movie. Um, uh, I, I get, I'm old enough to have seen it, like, first run in the theater, uh, and people were amazed uh, by the movie because uh, it's nonstop uh, action sequences. And this is like... Um, man, I'm going to sound like an old person. This is like the golden age of practical effects. So... Um, the whole long chase sequence when uh, they're trying to drive the arc and Indy has to beat up everybody and fall off the truck, like and fall off the truck and then get back on it. Um, uh, it there's um, th- there's just so much action sequences. And yeah, this was like the meeting between uh, at the height of their filmmaking powers, George Lucas and Steven Spielberg. Uh, and, and they just clicked they were both fans of the old 30s and 40s serials that you were talking about, so they just wanted to make that. Uh, they had a lot of creative energy going on. They also got Lawrence Kasdan in for this. That's the Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi guy. So he's got uh, his stuff. And and so they went and made it. Uh, it was one of the first blockbusters or in the blockbuster era, so it opened wide on a lot of theaters. And Harrison Ford is also at his best because a lot of the, there's all that improv uh, in the movie, because there's a fair number of lines that are improved. Um, the famous sword fighting sequence where he pulls out the gun is improv. Uh, and horribly uh, sick, yes. I was going to say, that yeah. was his ass improving that scene. Yeah, he was just, uh, there's a couple other ones too. And it's just, um, uh, I mean, the, uh, I, I thought it was written with Harrison Ford in mind, but it turns out there's like a mile long of other people who could have been. They could have gotten Michael Bain in there. Bruce Boxleitner. Oh, my stars. Imagine if he was in there. That would uh, be interesting. Uh, 
IMDb claims Christopher Guest was considered. Like, I'm, I'm just trying to get my brain around that. And, of course, David Hasselhoff. Uh, yeah, but... No, I mean, oh, my it, brain I, cannot wrap itself around the idea of Hasselhoff. As I, I, I could absolutely yeah. see a Hasselhoff, but it I, wouldn't, I, no, but no, it my wouldn't, brain rejects the image of Joey's it, Hasselhoff. It, it wouldn't yeah. be good, but I could see Hasselhoff. Uh, yeah, Harrison Ford owns this movie because he's he's the he has a rare, there's a rare quality that started to show up again in the Born Identity, uh, which was. Um, a lot of action movie actors sometimes have the problem that they can't look like they're getting their ass kicked. Like Bruce Campbell is really good at that or where, you know, like when you watch the evil dead movies, he looks like he's taking a beating and he looks like he's having a bad day. And Harrison Ford, like in, especially in this movie looks like he's having a bad day. So you believe it. I mean, even though he does unrealistic things like, uh, you know, fall off a truck, drag himself back onto it and then punch a guy. By the way, Harrison Ford has been shot. So, you know, and he's been shot while he's doing it. I mean, the fact that he does all that, he is superhuman, but you really believe it when he sells it. And there's a problem where a lot of the imitators didn't really understand that, you know, you got to make these guys bloody, bruised, battered. I mean, that comes up again with Die Hard, which I think you covered before on the show. We did. Um, It is actually a one. And yes, Bruce Willis is also an expert at eating shit. Yes. Right. And and, and so he sells it. They're very good at selling their, their scenes. So, so yeah, so that's what um uh and and the movie also has got great pacing. I mean, the, the the big complaint I think is there's a lot that's cut out. The submarine thing was something people used to make fun of all the freaking time. You guys remember that part, right? With yeah. the the U boat that just kind of yeah, he gets on his boat, goes and jumps and gets on a U boat, and then suddenly they're at a secret Nazi island. And every like this is this was the refrigerator of its day. This was everyone was asking. Wait, how does that happen? That's a submarine. What happens when it submerges? Doesn't he drown? Nope. Next scene, everybody loves this movie. It's nominated for a Best Picture Oscar. Um, th- there's a lot of things that are just cut out of the movie that that can make those jolts. And that was the kind of stuff people were complaining about back then. But um, the movie's well-paced. It's just it's just great to watch. All right. Uh, Torpo. I fucking love this movie so much. It's such a good movie. Uh... <laughs> I mean, Rafferty said a lot of it. Like, yeah, it was, it was, it's really well paced, really well shot, too. Um, like, a, a lot of the camera angles are actually really well done. The, the writing's solid. Uh, and yeah, as, as uh, was mentioned, uh, it was also an absolutely hellish shoot. It is one of those rare shoots that came in uh, under, under, uh, under deadline. Uh, yeah. Because everyone was sick as hell incredibly fucking sick except for lucas who brought his own stash of spaghettios mm. oh that's hilarious it is an incredibly lucas movie yeah but yeah it, it's it's an absolutely it's an absolutely fantastic movie it's kind of fascinating knowing that it came out under such really awful conditions unintentionally uh, to some extent but uh it's 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 absolutely fantastic it it really is <sighs> Nobody but Harrison Ford at this point could be Jones. He owned the role so perfectly, did it so well, and and so fantastically. And like, yeah, there are other characters. There is John Rice Davies, who unfortunately plays an Egyptian man named Sala, but does a good job regardless. Uh, and then there's uh, fuck, I forget who plays Marion. I it 
I, I just I just had up. It was it's someone who I'm not super familiar with. Um, but uh, uh, Karen Allen. Yeah, Karen Allen does a good job as Marion, though. One complaint is that Marion does nothing but get kidnapped over and over and over. Which also, I mean, also there's one thing that I kind of forget about, except when I watch Raiders, uh, is when Marion is first introduced, and I know this is kind of a small quibble. Um, if you talk like how she talks about how Jones basically uh, left her after like being her lover for a little while, there's a lot of innuendo there that makes it sound like she was super young when that happened. No, she was. Oh, that's not that. That's cut material. She was indeed super young when it happened. Underage in one of the drafts, they cut one of that. the drafts. Okay, yes, I looked. I let's see because I later looked up the numbers and it like no, no, actually she wasn't a literal child. She was young though. Oh, okay, it's like it depends okay. depends on which uh, you can you can find online. You can find um, uh, copies of script meetings where they took dictation where Lucas and uh, Spielberg banged it out. And yeah, it depends on what you're. But yeah, no, she was super young and they cut that out because once again interfered with the flow and raised questions they didn't want to answer yeah like okay because that because i because i was like are they like implying that he's like a pedophile or something like that but no Uh, according to imdb one draft had indy is 25 and her is 15 right and also this is the 1980s they were writing winger had a hit with the song 17 she's only 17 they were creepy back then. I yep. mean, yep. one of the, one of the pop old popular uh, songs was "Young Girl." Uh, yeah, yeah. They 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 edited the numbers. There's yeah. still the okay. ten year time yeah. difference, though. But yeah, no, it's. I mean, that that's that's a different thing. But yeah, that's a different beast entirely. But yeah, no, they're, they're it's it, they they changed the numbers, so it was not completely awful. Yeah, but you're just like, oh, right, but okay. Yeah, that, yeah, that makes it a little bit better. Place during then, again? 1938, I think? Before World War II got going. Basically. Yeah, I think it's it's 1936, because I remember when Temple of Doom comes out, Temple of Doom is set in 1933, and um, uh, Harrison Ford in interviews commented, uh, this movie takes place two and a half years before the previous one, and I made that one two and a half years, so I've aged five years. And then he pauses and says, I can feel the difference. Yep, uh, 19, according to Wikipedia, it is, in fact, 1936. Okay, so I was wrong. She would have been 17. So, terrible. Regardless. Yeah. Moving on. <laughs> yeah. I, I, when I read the numbers, I thought it was 39, not 36. Nope, that's that's a different beast entirely, but moving on. Yeah. It just, it's almost like, oh, yeah, that's right. That is a slight subplot, but oh, what? Anyway. No, I don't need you to were talk saying. about my family situation. Um... <laughs> But yeah, no, uh, I feel bad because Marion just gets kidnapped a lot. But overall, like the characters actually do a lot to bring together. And I do appreciate that they don't ever like to maintain the pacing and all that. They never like go on some sort of like expository thing about like who these people are or how they met them. It's just, hey, here's my friend Sala. How's he going? And it, it works. Honestly, it works a lot because the focus is never really on them. Where are you guys referencing? Oh, sorry. I thought I was muted. <laughs> no, I just found out that they were gonna. Steven Spielberg wanted to cast Roman Polanski in the movie. Oh, right. uh, uh, uh. No, oh, Roman Polanski yep. turned it down because he's banned in Tunisia. Great. 
Mm -hmm. Oh, good. I do also like it's a different thing altogether, but I am looking at the list that Wikipedia is giving, which as accurate, take it as accurate as you want. Uh, Full list of people who thought to play as Indiana Jones were, at least people were considered Tom Selleck, Bill Murray, Nick Nolte, uh, Steve, uh, Steve Martin, Chevy Chase, Tim Matheson, uh, Nick Man- Mancuso. Um, I think you're making stuff up now. Uh, Peter Coyote, uh, Jack Nicholson, Jeff Bridges, and John Shea. Yeah, I think you're making stuff up. The That's list on Wikipedia is. Yeah, well, we oh the unimpeachable <laughs> Wikipedia. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> IMDb lists, I think, like, I think Bruce Boxleitner is probably a little more realistic. They wanted him to be an action hero for something, but you guys saw him in Tron. He was yeah. kind of wasted in Tron. Yeah. I mean, also, he's in a whole bunch of sci-fi movies, so. Uh, he's in Megaforce, I believe. Great. Uh, also, the whole thing with Harrison Ford that he, apparently Spielberg, Spielberg really wanted him, uh, but George was like, you know, I don't want another a situation where it's like, well, yeah, I'm just going to get Harrison Ford in all my movies. But because, yeah, he was not just in Star Wars. He was in American Graffiti, wasn't he? He was. Uh, yeah. In fact, he refused to uh, he refused to cut his hair for American Graffiti. So he still has 1970s hair. They hide it with the cowboy hat. Yeah. Uh, if memory serves, actually, American Graffiti is the whole reason he got this role. Hmm. Because of his past work with Lucas. Yeah, yeah. Harrison Ford was concerned that he was uh, getting a reputation as being difficult to work with. But then he was in three blockbusters in a row. So, crazy. Yep. All right. Uh, anything else? Uh, I, yeah, going back to what Rafferty said, like the practical effects in this are absolutely fucking stellar. It, it, it cannot be overstated. Like do they do absolutely amazing work with all of it from from the various uh like this the various traps uh to even the use of Jones's whip the fight scenes the plane uh and the very famous uh wax that doubles. dude melted that dude <laughs> melted the, the melting at the end so good he which is crazy the head explosion is Awesome. Yeah, it, the the head smelting is one of the simplest effects. They just made wax dummies of the guys, yep. and then they just point hair dryers at them and let them melt. But it looked so good, is the thing, and that's what mattered. And the head explosion, which you know, beg- beggars scanners. Okay. It was good. According yeah. to IMDb, the reason why that that explosion looks like crap was because they had an R rating and they had to fuzz it out. Oh <laughs> yeah, that, that was one thing that I was going to bring up is that you. Like, this is the movie that makes you remember that, oh, right, the PG rating in the 80s was a different beast than the PG rating now. I well, it, it, always bring it up that Spaceballs is rated PG. Uh, I yeah, guess um, Temple of Doom is the reason why they invented the PG-13 rating. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of, like, like I think the, the melting is probably the worst of it. Um, But, like, the dude gets... Chopped up by the propeller. There's several deaths in this. To be fair, the dude getting chopped up by the propeller is a spray. Yeah. Yeah. But even Mark still, too. like, the, the movie was a lot more gruesome than I remembered it being. And I'm not complaining or anything, but... I mean, even during the beginning, there's the fucking... The dude who betrayed Jones on the spikes. Yeah. 
And then the guy gets shot in the head in the in the bar. Uh, I believe he was uh, the guy holding on to Marion. He gets mm-hmm. shot in the he gets shot in the head, and they just show that straight up. So yep. I mean, like, there's there's a lot like, there's a lot of really great uh, practical effects, and there are a lot a lot of deaths in the in the movie. Uh, some you don't see, like the Nazis going over the cliff. Or the uh, plane. And, yeah, the, or the plane. You only get to see the spray, which. Being fair, I think is is was kind of a good choice on their part because I think that would have been way too much. It it is because I I am someone who is of the belief that less is more because yeah. I don't and also this is not a gruesome thing. It's a more about of like oh god that guy's dead kind of thing. So it's like it it, it would not pay for them to like be gory about it with the exception that is one of the things about that makes um the face melting a little bit more like substantial because it is like oh wow that guy's face just melted it makes that scene a lot more like holy crap what's happening it's a little weird you describe this a less is more um movie because he's a hello yep Oh, sorry. Did we have technical difficulties? Yeah, yeah. yeah Discord. repeat what you said because it got eaten up by Discord. Oh, okay. Yeah, I saw we lost one. Anyway, uh, no. I mean, for you said this movie is like less is more, but it's weird that you say that because this movie has a lot of more in it. There's a lot going on. Well, in the in the gore department, like yeah. I don't think it would pay, pay to be like super explicit about that guy getting sprayed with a thing, or like, cause, like the dude's head, like get, dude getting shot, is done in a very like minimalist camera or like the um the seat like the perspective is a yeah, lot. Yeah, I think uh, it's not until we get to like Last Crusade that they're graphically showing people getting penetrated by bullets. And then like even even the guy that betrays Jones at the beginning, we don't see him actually die. We just see the aftermath of it. So, you know, like they they knew how much to to give and where to pull back. And I, I think it really helps an R rating. Yeah, it helps the film because I, I mean, I love, I love violent stuff, and I love watching people get hacked up and all that. It's just, I like, I like horror. But it, it would have felt, would have felt really out of place in this movie to have something extremely gory, even though it does kind of get gory at the end. But that's, but that, it, it felt like it didn't feel, it didn't feel like the thing kind of gory. It just felt, it felt, um, I'm trying to put it into words. It it felt very camp in terms of how it was handled. And I think that worked in the movie's favor. Whereas if they, if they had gone and just like shown the guy get chopped up with the propeller, I think that would have, I think that would have really kind of hurt the movie. Long winded way of saying that. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, Torpy, you're good. Yeah, I guess. Sure. Um, so I I had not seen this movie until like I think the first time I watched it was like, oh, I don't know, maybe five years ago, as I mentioned. Uh, I, I, I believe that this movie earns its reputation. Uh, it is an incredibly good film. Um, it is probably one of the best action or like if you want a action adventure movie, I feel like this is probably one of the best like if you have not seen this and you want to watch something of this nature go ahead and watch this 
Like, don't watch anything that came out after this that was probably aping on this. Watch this. Uh, it is just an incredibly good movie. And I really don't have anything else to say other than that. Uh, but it's just a really good movie. I would say actually probably holds up better than any of the Star Wars movies. Yes, I would agree. I don't know. Empire Strikes Back, I think, still holds up pretty damn well. I would rather watch Indiana Jones any day of the week. I mean, yeah, I, I mean, I, I would, I'd, I'd have to agree. I think I think Indiana Jones was my favorite movie for many years. I'd watch Indiana Jones over uh, A New Hope and Return of the Jedi, no question. But I'm a little pressed about uh, Empire Strikes Back. That's I mean, they're all me. pretty good. Yeah, they're all pretty good movies. Um, sure. Yeah. Uh, God, that's, it just made me realize, I'm like, oh, God, those Star <laughs> we're going to have to do Star Wars at one point. And those are going to be... Please, no. Fun. You don't have to. I'm sure another person to. on the internet has already talked about Star Wars. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that. Did. Nobody yeah, on the yeah, internet. Definitely, has definitely at least one. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure it was at least one. Yeah, we'll be the first podcast to talk about Star Wars. It's it's like when we're going to inevitably rank Neon Genesis Evangelion. No one's ever talked about that show before. <laughs> um, <laughs> symbolism looks cool. Save that one for a few years down the line. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, does anyone have anything else to add? Because I feel like this is one that's like a weirdly. There's not a whole lot to talk. Or okay, so uh, yes, let's talk about archaeology. All right. Now, as much as this movie makes it look fun, this is any aspiring archaeologist. This is not what you, how it works. You do not oh, yeah. break into tombs. Look, you serve all the shit and walk away with the treasure. So first off, this is '30s archaeology. Second <laughs> off, let me tell you about my boy Lameza. It says proper archaeology and things involves things getting broken. Hmm. Proper archaeology involves lugging an MSX along with you. This is not wrong. It's completely correct. You need an MSX to be a proper archaeologist these days. I mean, actual archaeology is boring, and even at one point, hmm. the movie shows he's a hypocrite. But that's yeah. kind of the point. It it is also the thing where it's like, you know. Think watching a James Bond movie, spy like espionage does not also work like that. Espionage no. is also very boring. But yes. Also, I I do have a thing. Uh, how do you get the uniform for when he when he got off the boat? Uh, he stole from a guy. Yeah, he beat the shit out of a dude and knocked him out. Hmm, must have blinked. Yeah, yeah the dude was passing by. Uh, the first one's too small, and then he beat up a second guy that came over to him. And took his jacket. Yeah. And his hat. Okay. All right. Yeah, good. Uh, but uh, yeah, no, it's. No, actual archaeology is very boring. Yes. And it doesn't. No, like, to the... it's, yeah, obviously. Like, it's even to the point where, like, he's saying, like, the, the usual museum will buy thing will buy it, no questions asked is said to Jones at one point. Yeah. It doesn't Because everyone to knows he's up to shady shit belongs in the hands of the people. But can archaeology explain how there's a light-activated trap? Probably. No. Oh, actually, I remembered it's something. It's the aliens. Um, Mythbusters actually did an episode where they, uh, where they uh, tried to see it, how, how that, uh, the floor trap would work, where the darts came out of the walls uh, as he's running from the, uh, the boulder. And they 
determined that there would absolutely be no way that he could outrun the darts. They would have fired almost immediately after stepping on the plate. Yeah, but it looked cool. It looked yeah. cool, but it was, it was a neat experiment, and it was kind of fun to watch, but it's been busted. Well, uh, yeah. This movie is uh, full of fridge moments. Like like we said earlier, like, um, hey, how did he get off the submarine? Or what? How did, why did they build this place with so many traps, including a boulder that seals the door after you leave? How, how did they have all this engineering knowledge? To build all of this and, and why? The, the, the answer is enjoy your goddamn popcorn shop. Right. No. The answer is it aliens. Must be explained. It, it was the yep. aliens, actually. That's not until the fourth one. It's basically the aliens' fault. Ugh. And we swap out Nazis with Russians because I guess they're interchangeable according to the Indiana Jones oh. movies. Well, I it think that, well, that... by that point, so the Nazis were gone or. Well, out of vogue. We were in the yeah. middle of the Cold War. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Um, any other uh, points of contention? Also, no. I do I do love Jones at the beginning saying, yeah, I don't believe any of that magic stuff. And then just the next, se- like the series of movies will serve to prove him fucking wrong. One of which was a prequel, which had magic. Yeah, it's, it's don't, don't think too hard about it. No, other than that, I mean, it's, it's an enjoyable movie. It's really good. Yeah, I feel I that's I feel like it's just like there's a lot of I mean, there's a lot of things you can go over this movie, but if you just want like this is just a really good movie. Is is good. Um, and it's not we, problematic. Thank you. Uh, it, well, but there, it, on a on a scale, okay, it is um, not problematic. Yeah. It's not it is severely compa- yes com- comparatively. Once again, a Welshman playing an Egyptian man. For, I also, mean, dude played Doc Ock playing whatever that was supposed to be at the beginning. Oh right, oh, yeah, it did have right. Alfred Molina in it. Yeah, young. Alfred yeah, it's Alfred. weird because I, I never. Uh, it's only later if people are saying I never thought he was Egyptian. I always thought he was. No, he uh, is. And, 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 Solid uh, is Egyptian. He's supposed to be Egyptian. I always thought he was just like an emigre or a colonial or something. No. Yeah, I, I was kind of yeah because I was thinking that it would be like a Lawrence of Arabia kind of deal. Nope. I never questioned it, and pity on me. I was going to say, who? Uh, that movie did that actually a number of times, uh, which later, <laughs> later on they wouldn't do. I mean, it was, I mean, at least it's not uh, The Highlander. <laughs> oh, God. The Highlander. What a, what a ride. I was going to say just... where it's, oh, God, what is the change? It's, it's, it's Sean Connery playing... A Spaniard who is also Egyptian, who is also something else. Um, well, it's definitely not one of those movies where where they uh, like a mo- a problem with a lot of modern movies is uh, either they're not caring to do any period details uh, or they just have bad production design. Like when you see Raiders of the Lost Ark, okay, that plane that uh, Indiana Jones has the boxing fight under with machine guns, okay, that's not a period plane, but you look at it and it looks like it's a period plane. And um, when he's being like, when he's, when Belloc is, is working a lot with the Nazis, there's a lot of German language. In fact, the, the guy who finds Jones in the base speaks nothing but German. When the commander is ordering his men to go to the front of the truck, they're speaking German. So there are a lot of those like very, you know, like little details that make it feel a little bit real that often if you watch like a modern movie, they won't even try to do that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, it doesn't say who supposed like what he is supposed to be. 
Um, Who is Sala? Uh, no, not Sala. Alfred Molina's character. Uh, his name is just Saitpo or Satipo, I guess. Um, yeah, it doesn't say what he is supposed to. Um, well, he's named after a Peruvian town, so he could be Peruvian. Um, but anyway, yeah. Uh, so, yep. Yeah. Uh, anything else? Nope. I'm drawing a blank. I mean, it's it's a good movie. I love this movie. Yes, yeah. it's, a, it's a good movie. Do, right. do we want to talk about the world's largest cloud tank, or is that just me? The, the what? So, before you had CG, if you wanted to simulate clouds, the way to do it was to get a big tank of water and put paint in it and stream it around. This is a huge pain in the butt because you need a huge tank. It has to be the world's cleanest water. Uh, and then you have to film it in several exposures. So that scene where the ghosts come out of the um, uh, arc, you know, the arc at the end. Yeah, I can't believe it. Arc. Um, like a lot of the wispy kind of smoke, some of it's animated in post-production, but a lot of it was used with the world's largest cloud tank, a big special effects tank that was originally built for... Um, Close Encounters. Have you ever seen Close Encounters of the Third Kind, which has a lot of uh, smoke and stuff in it? And Cloud Tank special effects were a huge, big pain in the butt uh, until, I guess, around when X-Men comes out, which is one of the first movies that has convincing clouds in it. So um, there was this huge cloud tank that had to be rented out, and it's used for several uh, movies. Um, uh, have we done... You guys done Dragon Slayer? Did we do Dragon Slayer? Uh, we have not done the movie Dragon Slayer. I think Dragon Slayer is the last movie to use the world's largest cloud tank. I don't know. This, like I said, practical. Some of these quote practical effects were these huge, crazy pain in the butt stuff that you could just do with CGI on your home computer these days. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, any last call for trivia? No. All right. I'm thinking my brain. I mean, we already mentioned the the that one scene being due to Harrison Ford having dysentery. I think? Food poisoning, yeah. Most of the cast got food poisoning. Once again, Lucas was the big exception because he brought his own supply of SpaghettiOs. Which is extremely George Lucas. It is yep. so incredibly, disgustingly in character. Or like another good another good piece of trivia is the fact that the uh the, the pit of snakes, they basically ran around all over the place trying to buy as many snakes as they could from pet shops. But still had well, to a substitute lot of them were in. fake. Yeah, they had to substitute in a shitload of fake snakes. In fact, um yeah, you guys probably watched the modern cut. Uh did they digitally restore this film? Because when when both um uh Indiana Jones uh and, and Marion fall down and the snake rears up, you know, the cobra rears up to show its fangs, there's a sheet of glass in between them and the snake. And in original cuts of the movie, you can see the reflection of the snake in the glass. You have to like basically freeze frame, but you can see it. And uh, I don't know if your modern cuts uh, digitally erase that. I, I think they digitally erase it, but I, I didn't even it. notice. I'd have to, I'd have to look again. But I, you can definitely tell that a lot of those are fake. Yeah, yeah it, it's it's the original big goof. There's also uh, a famous uh, Re Return of the Jedi has uh, a botch in one of the special effects scenes that was in there forever. But I'm sure they've erased that by now. 
I think it was. I think the one you're talking about is when he was running down the hall. It's still with Harrison Ford, and there's like there's there's a moment where he's reflected in a mirror. I I, I think I I'm trying to remember. I know I know I used to know a lot of the Star Wars goofs. I know the big one from a A New Hope is the uh, stormtrooper bangs his head on the door. Oh no the big the big one is the um with the scene where they go here where they raid the um. They were at Return of the Jedi. When they say, okay, here they come, they cut from Lando, and they show the scene with, like, 40, uh, you know, ships all coming at them at once. That was a shot that had to be composited 40 times, because each time you have a model, it had to be composited. And there's a compositing error where two of the ships have the wrong shot, and are and so basically they have the wrong Z-buffer, so they look like they're in front of other ships. Uh, but they couldn't refilm it, because that shot was 40 composites that cost millions of dollars. And they had a renaissance stage to do it. So, uh, but that's, I'm sure that's been cleaned up by now. Cause it was just like five frames. Yeah. I'm nerding out. Look, I, 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 I used to read Starlog. I also appreciate that during the, the out of control plane scene, uh, fucking the out of control plane actually did run over Ford's knee. Uh, tearing a ligament. Mm. Ooh. Ouch. Uh, luckily for him, the heat had made the tires rubber soft. That was kind of infamous that Harrison Ford was doing his own scenes because that that boulder, the one he runs away from, he's really running away from it, and it really weighs hundreds of pounds, so it could really screw you up. Hmm. I still think my favorite is the the whip scene or the uh, the gun scene. Because because for those who don't know, there's a scene in the movie where uh, Indiana Jones faces off against a scimitar wielding bad guy who spins his blade around and basically like eggs him on to fight him, there was supposed to be a big sword fight, but Ford was really fucking sick from food poisoning, so he just pulled out his gun and shot him. It was better for it. Yeah, yeah. it's it's, it's, a, it, it's much more in character. Yeah. Uh, also, Rafferty, uh, it's not just that he outran the boulder once, he outran the boulder ten times. Because <laughs> it was shot twice from five different angles. Right. Wow. And the stumble was an accident, but they le- they left it in because it was in character. But uh, what was it? There's another piece of uh, dumb... Okay, yeah, the boulder was made out of fiberglass. Yeah, it's still pretty heavy. Yeah. Uh, you don't want to fuck with fiberglass. Yeah, also, I'd imagine they'd want something that they can maneuver a bit, like if they had, like, a crew to do it, but also... If you're just the sheer scale of that, no matter what you make out of it, that thing's going to be heavy. Also, uh, one of my favorite examples of Foley artistry, and I always, I, I always mention this, it's, it's one of my favorite stupid things, uh, which is the boulder sound was not made from boulders, because they tried pushing boulders downhill and it didn't sound the way they wanted it to. But as they were leaving in a Honda Civic and coasting down a gravel embankment, the uh, sound director is like, ah, yes, this is the noise I need. So they hung a mic out the fucking window by the tires. Fully, fully artists are magicians, essentially. Or like the most creative, some of the most creative people I've ever seen. Because it's like... It requires like, a very specific mindset. Like, I like, oh, I need to have the sound effect of someone being like, have their head cut off. Hmm. I have this head of lettuce and a That's, knife. See now, now that reminds me of the story of uh, uh, kind of jumping a little bit off track here, but Lord of the Rings, where Christopher Lee basically had to tell tell the director 
that they got the sound of a guy being stabbed in the back wrong because he knew what the sound actually was. Yeah. Yep. Also, like the expression, too, which was like, it's like, no, let me show you what would happen when a dude gets stabbed. Oh, trust me, I know what this looks like. <laughs> I may or may not have done this myself. Uh, another, apparently, The Well of Souls was filmed on the same set used for the Overlook Hotel in The Shining. Huh. Which was done a year earlier. Yeah, huh. there's there's a lot of neat trivia about this this movie. Yeah. Also, yeah, Rafferty, you mentioned the German. Uh, the German is actually very clunky, uh, very obviously American speaking German, but it is like appreciated nonetheless. But they did have to dub over it in the German version because it was <laughs> good German. <laughs> yeah. So I guess we're ranking this well, yeah. basically at, at three after Torpid like lowers the curve, or actually Torpid <laughs> likes this one. Well, 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 let's first let's let's go through let's go through the paces. So we are going to rank this using our normal one to twenty one scale, uh, with one being absolute mastercraft. Very little can be done to improve it, uh, and to twenty one, which is absolute garbage, not even worth like fun, ironically watching. So, um, Axe. What would you give this out of a one to twenty-one? Honestly, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say one. I, I, I think this movie holds up really well, and it's, it stands out as one of one of the better, uh, one of the better films of its time. Uh, I really enjoy this one. All right, uh, DM. I'll say two. All right, Rafferty. Said I do like. Oh yeah, good. Ours the films though i do like last crusade better i think that one does a few things better but otherwise it's a very good movie all right uh rafferty yeah i'm gonna go with one because i should mention that uh, another way to appreciate this movie is with uh, steven soderbergh made a cut of the movie that's in black and white with the soundtrack removed and he you know you can watch it and still follow along with the movie which shows the quality of the directing so yeah this movie just get, gets better with time and uh even though we make fun of the cuts, it's like it's it's an action movie. It's the number one action movie. I'm going with number one. All right, Torpo. I mean, I almost out of spite want to fucking rate it lower because of Rafferty's saltiness about me fucking <laughs> bitching about other rankings. You're welcome. Shit. Uh, but I, I say a one. It is far and away one of my favorite movies. And Last Crusade is is also very good, and I would say it's it's a tough one between the two of them. But I would I would also argue that you could both have them at one. Yes. Yeah. Uh, the, but regardless, I I will say personally, this is honestly a one to me. Um, I also like it's incredibly good, and there's nothing else quite like it. Yeah, which which is the thing. It's like there is nothing has come close to doing a an adventure movie quite like this i mean outside of like last crusade but yeah um i also time to watch national treasure (laughs) no i watched that my that was that my my parents had a bad habit of watching the same movie over and over again oh no uh one of my dad's the movies that my dad watched over and over was national treasure so that and sahara which is another movie that's like this nowhere near as good Wow. I um, like National Treasure. I mean, it's not a bad movie, but it's nowhere near this. National Treasure video game. There is not. Um, so uh, here's re ranking of a lot of this stuff. Um, we had a discussion about what movies are one and what movies are two. 
Like when you have something like this, what is the thing that is a difference that makes something a one or a two? And I have an idea on what we can do to actually differentiate between those two. I mean, granted, a lot of this we see of one, but I do want to try something though. Um, what I have here is right now, and I'm probably going to need to rectify it, like do some tinkering with this. But in general, uh, my idea for how we should kind of handle a one uh, is go through some questions to kind of make sure that it is one material. And these are not, it's not like super quiz questions, but it's something, things to consider. Uh, so first question, does this fall within the top 4% of all media? Because if you think about 1 to 21, you do the division on it, you're talking about things that are one would be like the top 4%. And this is all oh, movies yeah. in general. Well, yes. I mean, for years, yeah. it was one of the top grossing movies ever. So it's popular and critics loved it then and love it now. So I would say, yes, that would that makes sense for it. Um, now, in a sub kind of thing under that, because if we're talking about genre things, because I know a lot of the thing was, is it top of its genre? Do you think that this is in the top 2% of its genre slash type? And you can kind of define that as you'd want. Like, I guess in this case, it would be like adventure movies like this or action movies. Fuck yeah, I would say. I mean, I would watch this over Die Hard. And we've, we've talked about Die Hard being like top of the form kind of action film. I think this is a better film than Die Hard. Like, this is absolutely within the top 2% of, of action films. Yeah, I'd second that. Yeah. Uh, aside from like National Treasure and The Librarians, I can't really think of any other movies in this genre. So, yeah. Oh, there's um, an Alan Quartermain movie. Uh, yeah. yeah. There's it a lot of to be this movie so bad. Yeah, but there's like romancing the stone. It's dragged behind a train. So, so like to one up it, India just gets dragged behind a truck. Alan Quartermain gets dragged behind the train, which begs the question: Aren't all those railroad ties just smacking into his face? It's so bad. Oh yeah, the Mummy. That's also one. Oh, there's oh, yeah. the Mummy. Yeah. There's oh, romancing. Also the, very good. There's also yeah. rom romancing the stone. Which is not a case where it's not nearly as good. No, um, yeah, I love the Mummy, but the the Mummy wisely did different things than this movie. Yeah, but yeah, the, the Mummy was not trying to be this. Yeah, it, it copies. It, it knows what was good from Raiders of the Lost Ark, and does and and but doesn't imitate them. So that's what makes it really great. I could go on and on about the Mummy. Yeah, and then the sequels happened, and yeah, first one's fine. First one's good. First one's really good, yeah. Now, this is this is one that we can kind of, and I put a qualifier on this. Does it utilize 100% of its runtime within yes. reason? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Fact, the major complaint I think some, you know, some of us had was there's stuff missing from this movie that it needs to have, but we're pretty much in agreement. They cut them out because the movie's already overstuffed. It's already full. It is two hours long, as is. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I, I phrase it like that because I don't want, I didn't want to say, does it, like, I want to make sure that just because it's long is not bad, but if it's, as long as it uses that does time. Warrant the length, yeah. Yeah, yeah. does it make good use oh, of the time? That yeah, it I should add one more thing that's going to blow your minds. So the only good scene from uh, Temple of Doom is that end where they go through the volcano. That was originally in the Raiders of the Lost Ark script. They were going to end with that. 
but they didn't huh. because they all, not only is there too much stuff in Raiders of the Lost Ark, but also that would have made their budget go through the roof. Uh, so no, they saved, they put that in Temple of Doom, which is why I took them in Temple of Doom for no good reason. Yeah. Um, Sounds like a very Temple of Doom move. Um, okay. Uh, so the next one, uh, does it have universal appeal? Which I would argue yes. yes. Yeah. Yeah. How many Japanese video games are there of Raiders of the Lost Ark? Uh, I, I think there's, um, let's let's talk about the the, the, the Universal (laughs) is so great that after this movie comes out, Fedora is forever branded as generic explorer. I mean, La Mulana rips this off. Yep, La Mulana. Um. Oh, was it? I believe there's two NES oh, games uh, that were only released. Uh, one uh, so it was a Game Boy game and uh, an NES game. Indiana Jones were only released in Japan. Uh, not any yes, but there is. There, I'm trying to think. There, there's also st- like there, this was very influential even in Japan because there is. Um, <laughs> I'm just it, it's a small thing, but uh, Tower of Babel by Namco. Uh, the main character is a protagonist like this uh, named Indiana Borgnine. Which, yep. Yep. I mean, there was uh, a Raiders of the Lost Ark Atari game. There's. Yep. A... Oh, yeah. But but in general, when I think Universal, like it's the. um, Like it, not necessarily like worldwide Universal, but like. It, it doesn't require like knowledge, like it's not like a thing that only certain people of a job genre would like. This is, you can, like, if you want to watch a movie, you can watch this. No, the, like, 95% of people, you're going to gonna like this movie. Well, I'm not sure I'd use that as something that would make it, you know, like, universality is not necessarily a quality that makes something great. That said, this movie, once again, going back to the Soderbergh uh edit the 2014 edit because if you watch that with no language cues and no audio cues you can still make out what's going on in the movie so yeah it has a large amount of universal appeal because the way the actors express themselves the way it's directed and the set design you can still pick up what's going on here even without all that it's incredibly strong with its own vocabulary I mean, I go at it from a different angle. I I, I agree that it's it's uh, universal, but uh, I think it's it's more just because uh it it sits in a, a specific genre of film action and action generally can be kind of uh approachable by just about anybody i mean it, you'd be hard pressed to find somebody who's like oh yeah i hate action films um so i mean it already sits in, in, in an easy genre to to kind of uh be accepted in but it also manages to do a lot with that. It, it manages to be a bit of bit of a comedy. It manages to have drama, romance. Like it manages to fit a number of different things into one movie, uh, and never at one time feeling like any any of those aspects is aping the others. It all just seems to kind of blend in together. And I think it 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 approaches a number a number of uh, things that people would enjoy. I mean, I, I could go. St- Remember when we watched the Batman movie? Yes. So the Batman movie, the fight scenes are totally flaccid because the main character can't move and doesn't express any emotions. There's an escape sequence from a burning factory that the main character blew up themselves 
and are just uh, and are not even in any peril because the vehicle's being remotely controlled. I mean, what, but Batman was a huge success with audiences, and lots of people will even defend that movie these days. You compare that to Raiders of the Lost Ark, where our main hero doesn't have all of those resources, is constantly getting his butt kicked, but he's constantly striving. You know, like it's way you can you can appreciate what's going on in Raiders way more. There's never any of those moments that we had in Batman where we're asking, wait a minute, why is he doing this, or what, or why are they just letting him get away with this? And of course, our big question. We're 40 minutes in this movie. What happened to Batman? Yeah. Uh, I mean, also, it's a thing of, like, he doesn't have a tool for every occasion. He's just smart and resourceful and just makes do with what he's got. Oh, the bar security says, whiskey. And then she hands it to him so he can bash him in the head. That is just, uh, or, or the other thing where Tote comes in and he says, kill them. Kill them both. And that's when the guy, you know, who's wrestling with him turns his gun on the guys who are about to shoot him. And they look at each other and smile. And he goes, yeah, thanks. And then punches him. It's got both. It's got those comedy elements, but it's also got those. You believe he's in peril, but there's also levity, and everything follows everything else. It, it's so expertly pasted that, uh, or pasted together, that it's seamless. It just looks so easy. But and and the other thing too is it doesn't lean too heavy on the comedy because that would absolutely have ruined the the entire tone of the film. It it knows exactly uh, what notes to hit when it comes to being funny, when to do it, and and how much. Like they they knew they knew how how much to do in in each little category, you know, and it never one at one time feels like one is too much, right? Because if you if you I'm glad you brought that up because you want to see the opposite of that, you go watch Crystal Skull because Crystal Skull doesn't know when to lay off the comedy. Yeah, yeah, that was my big problem with it. It, 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 it leaned way too hard into it. And it at, at times kind of felt like a National Lampoon movie. But Whereas, you don't like Shia LaBeouf swinging through the treetops with the monkeys? I don't like Shia LaBeouf standing uh, between two uh, uh, jeeps and getting his nuts hit by branches the entire time. I don't like Shia, I, I LaBeouf. Don't like Shia LaBeouf. Right. So any, any more questions on your number one list? Um, so the... Uh, so basically the other thing that... Uh, the other question that I had, and actually this is kind of redundant now that I think about it, like I said, just working this out, uh, does it in its entirely of its runtime? Does it ever kind of does the quality ever dip into like the meh territory or like below that? Because of course, are we downtimes in a movie? Like that's fine, but does it ever like have like really bad moments? I don't think it wastes a single moment. Yeah. I, in fact, I I I know it's long, but I I really wish that they had kept in the scene where Jones learns about the uh, the arc's true nature because I think that was kind of kind of important. Um, and I feel, uh, I feel that's the only gripe I have against the movie is that scene's not in there. Other than I can't that, believe you're not, I can't believe you're not griping with the submarine. The submarine was like such a huge issue. Well, I think that that one is, I don't know. <laughs> I, feel, I mean, yeah. I, I mean, it's also a fair point because the, the submarine, they don't, they don't just go like a, a hop, skip and a jump. They go a really long fucking way. So he spends what is probably a couple of days on top of the submarine. Yeah, that is a big problem, and you're right. I should gripe about it. But it, it, it's also a testament to the breathless pace of the movie and how fast it goes that no one seems to notice that. Yeah, like, no one's perfect. Yeah. Like, no. also, this movie's really long as it is. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, that's kind of my question. I feel like this is deserving of a one. I feel like from the discussion, like, yeah, I think this gets a one. 
just taking yeah. these ranking sessions and making them longer. <laughs> well, well, I, I mean, how many other? Well, I don't know if I want to answer that question, but how many other ones are we going to go through? This is this is, we've done this for this is the sixty third episode. This is our fourth one. This might be your only uncontroversial number one. Yeah, I think Die Hard was also <laughs> well, no. No, because Redline and Die Hard, I believe, were also pretty uncontroversial. Those were both universal. Yeah, the only uh, controversial one has been the Adams family. It's mostly because of me. Yes, and, and that was and that was that was mostly just you making a point. It wasn't really about really questioning it. It was more trying to push for a, a proper definition for one. To you're, you're, you're I, I don't think it deserves a one, but I'm not going oh. to fight it being a one either. It's it's that kind of difference, but I also wanted the discussion to be had because of that reason. Yep. Which is uh, fair. All right. Also, I'm going through my genres and my... I, what the hell is MSCL? Do I have a muscle That's genre? Uh, oh, musical. That. Musical. Oh. Damn, oh. I thought I was right. Oh, you did that for Rhapsody. No, I, I just had it because I was thinking of movie genres, I think. Uh, I don't know what musical we'd ever do, but thought I was right, but I guess I'm not. They don't normally make video games based off of musicals. No, they don't. But it's like, of course, I, of course, I put musical in there, but I forget to put comedy. Mm. Which, what the? Uh, I don't want. Do I have a thing that's? Um, no, it's not a superhero. Uh, I guess we'll just do action. I don't know what other thing I'd call it. Uh, tone is definitely I have an entire category for this one. Um, Adventure ho. Yeah, uh, I don't. Uh, I think technically I should put a gore warning because that mm-hmm. that dude's face yes. melted. Yes. <laughs> there's there's more than that, but yes. And the guy what? with the spikes at the beginning. Oh yeah. Um. So, but that's a blood smattering too, to a lesser degree. Yeah. Um. Like guy falls there, under a, a truck lot. and gets graphically run over. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Is there anything? Let's see. Do I need to do we want to call out anything for music, charm, cinematography, storytelling, action, and art? I can't believe we got this far and no one brought up the music. It, I feel yeah, like that's incredible. that's a given. <laughs> yes, the Ra- the Raiders March is an incredible piece of music. Um I kind of want to put charm at you. I want to give a thumbs up for charm. There's a lot of charm in this film. It's, it's a very charming film. The camera uh, work is fucking fantastic. The cameras work great. Um, I don't know if I want to give for storytelling, though, because no, there's not much in the way of a story. And that's that's fine. Uh, action. Let's give action, that. Yes. Uh, also, it looks great. really great. Yeah. The effects and the sets are both very good. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Yay or nay? I can't. If anything, I don't know what to put for any, any or either of those. For for what? For like I yay or nay, like anything to call out because I think. Oh, we definitely. This movie's iconic. I mean, after this movie oh, comes yeah. out, you, you can. Uh, Fedora becomes shorthand for adventurer. Whips. Whips is the idea. I don't think a whip would be in Castlevania if it wasn't for this movie. Um, putting whips in people's consciousness as something you could use. Uh, as an action hero. Um, and the entire idea of like fighting Nazis. Uh, uh, well, I mean, sure, they were fighting Baggins, but by the 80s, that was kind of passe, uh, bringing it back. Um, and, and also, yeah, there's just so much about this movie that's imitated 
that, uh, you know, you put somebody running away from a giant rolling boulder. Uh, they do it in The Simpsons. They do it in UHF. Oh, you can still quote this movie. The whole, people are still doing as memes, sitting there with a the bag of sand, trying to figure out if it's the same weight as the idol you're going to swap in. They're still doing that 40 years later. Also, mentioning the boulder, and you were thinking about games that are based off of Indiana Jones. Ernst Evans. God! <laughs> Yeah, so 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 definitely this movie is iconic. Yeah, and it's had a huge, like you said, it had a huge huge influence on a lot of a lot of uh, sections of media. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I'm going to give it the the among the best yay because it deserves it. So um, I guess that's really all we need to say for Where's the Lost Ark. It's a really good movie. Why is sound effects under a yay and nay charm? Uh. Specific. I don't know. Because <laughs> it is. Okay. Well, because like, I guess it's one of those things. Like, we're still wrapping up sound design and music into the same category, which is still weird to me. But whatever. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh. Anyway, I think that's good for Breakers of the Lost Ark. Uh, it is a well-deserved one. Um. It's a good movie. It, it, it's a very good movie. Uh, so, um, before we head out, um, Axe, is there anything you want to plug? Nope. Uh, DM, is there anything you want to plug? Uh, yes. Uh, follow my Twitch, twitch.tv slash deathmaster780. I stream on Tuesdays and Thursdays at 10 p.m. EST. All right. Uh, Rafferty. Well, speaking of action-adventure against fighting the supernatural, uh, if you're listening to this on the 14th of January... We're doing Abyss, which is a tabletop role-playing game of action horror adventure, although it leans a little bit more towards Castlevania and Devil May Cry and that kind of jazz. It's in Kickstarter right now, and you can pledge for unique rewards. Also, we do stuff over at sanguinegames.com. All right. Uh, Torpo. Twitch.tv slash Torpotypist and at Torpotypist on Twitter. Uh, and I mean, I can't really plug anything because the boulders already plugged up the door. Yeah. All right. Uh, so with that, um, our next thing that we're taking a look at is a little bit of a departure from this. Um, we're taking a because the thing is, is we're taking a look at this franchise. You'd think that we'd probably start with something like I don't know, Castle Cagliostro, uh, but we don't do things simple here. Uh, we're talking or tackling Lupin the Third next week, uh, but we're taking a look at one of the first movies that's not Castle Cagliostro. Uh, we're taking a look at Secret of Mamo, uh, which has a lot more to do with the show, uh, like the, the animated one, than like it's a loop on the third ass thing. But uh, yeah, one of the multitude of films of loop on the third. So yeah, uh, that'll be pretty interesting next week. So hopefully you tune in for that one. And thank you all for listening. Bye. 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 If you would like to look at the full list of rankings for yourself, please visit r3.ldp.life and go to the Media Delta List tab. If you would like to watch Media Delta's sister show, Retro Rank Rhapsody, you can either watch at youtube.ldp.life or by tuning into twitch.tv slash lodapuzzlo at 7.30pm on Fridays, 2.30pm on Saturdays, and 1pm on Sundays. All those times are from the Eastern U.S. time zone. If you would like to discuss this episode with the community, 
You can do so by joining our Discord server, which you can do so by go going to discord.ldp.life. Thank you again for listening, and I hope you tune in for our next episode.